Hello, hello. This is King Tom and Prince Tom and uh, Lord Tom and, but most importantly, best friend of Sir Pounce Tom and my best friend is Sir Pounce and he, I, he is my best friend and I have the honor of being his best friend and I am Tom and best friend to the best friend a boy could ever have, a cat named, a cat named Sir Pounce. Now you got, I, I say, hey, Pounce is looking, he said, get to it. Because the man with the eel phone said we need to talk next week about something. And Sapound said, oh, right, right. So I don't know. But he said, finish up your adventure this week with just us. So we are here. We are working on a trial for the boy Anan, who lives currently in the dungeon, which happens to be under my room, so he can talk to me. Oh, Tommen, hello, Tommen. How is the rehearsal for my trial going? Oh, you didn't have uh, what trial? I have uh, to the trial today. I'm just kidding, Anan. So we've been practicing for his trial because he is innocent, as uh, as uh, Sir Pounce has stated to me many a time. And I was practicing to uh, to uh, do do the trial. And then they said to me, they said, okay, it was uh, time for the trial. That was the and. and and they said uh, they said uh, they, they they decided that the uh, the Joff decided he uh, when when word came about the trial many people said oh we cannot wait to see the beautiful eyes of the stable boy and see his face and see how he's doing and Josh said well maybe I'll make his face not so nice and then mother said no 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 that will make him look the people will take his side Joff leave him be. And then he said, and they said, we can't wait to hear him speak and, uh, you know, hear him defend himself. And then Jeff said, well, uh, this was the talk of the town, they say. So finally it was decided by Jeff that uh, he said, well, the stable boy will not come to his own trial. So that was the first thing this morning, because this is after the trial, I'm telling talking to you. So I said, oh, no, you're not going to your trial. Uh, they won't let you. And he said, well, will you be representing me, Tom? And I said, well, if this tummy ache goes away, because my tummy is saying, no, uh, we, will, uh, we will just sit there with uh, my bones. What happens, oh, no, is my bones freeze and my face freezes from fear. And it, um, this is the tummy ache is the start of it. I'm just giving you a heads up, I'll be honest. And then I will just not, I will say, yes, mother. Yes, mother, of course. It happens when I have to sit with grandfather and he gives me lectures about a battle strategy or when, you know, you know, I have many things, many things. Well, yeah, he said, well, please try, Tom. And I said, well, you talk to my tummy, talk to my tummy. And then he said, oh, please, please, Tommy's tummy. And then Sir Pounce, he rubbed my tummy and I said, oh, no, this ain't going to work. And he said, he climbed under my shirt. And I said, what are you doing, Sir Pounce? And he looked at it. He said, I said, oh, are you going to the trial? And I, and then Ono said, uh, he said, are you going to a trial? And then I said, ah, I don't, my stomach still hurts. And then Pounce, he clawed me. I said, oh, wow, wow, wow. And I said, yeah. yeah and I pretty much figured out he was doing it. I said, oh, no, I will do my best. And, and so I said, well, Sir Pounce is going to claw up my tummy if I don't try. So anyway, the trial came. Today, and Joff was talking about, he said, many of you are wondering, where is the stable boy? Oh, where is the beloved stable boy? And who is this king to deprive us of our time with the stable boy we love so? 
He is the stable boy with the dreamy eyes. I've heard it all. And this king and mother looked concerned. My grandfather looked concerned. They said, mm, what is this boy up to? This is not going to go well. Uh, the people may uprise or, you know, Joff is not exactly king of the year. Well, he is the king of the year. But, you know, you, you the, the, the king, the king, king on a pike is the king. I like his chant. They chant that in the streets now. And I said, Mother, that's funny that you used to say the innocent on a pike is the innocent you like. Now they say king. King's head on a pike is the king's head we like. And she said, well, uh, Tom, and sometimes I wish you didn't have any ears. And I'd say, Mother, would you love me if I had no ears? Or would you say, who is that strange boy with no ears? And she said, just behave at your brother's trial. And I said, well, it was an interesting statement, Mother. So anyway, you see, Joff went on. He said, I said, well, I have a little announcement for you all. Uh, many discoveries have been made. And Joff put on his face. That makes you think he's almost a human boy, where he was a tap-patting baby. And he said, your king wants to protect you. So everyone says, oh, the king, the king is a baby. He just wants to, and, and he said, this boy, this stable boy, is a psychopath, a psychophant, a psychopath. A crazy man, he said. He said he he will charm you and sweet-talk you and then steal your things and steal your daughters and take them forever and take your gold. And he's been known to steal, rip off, rip off. And he brought all these witnesses that said, oh, yes, the stable boy. He only gave me three horseshoes and not four, but charged me for four. Or oh, they said he was selling hay on the side, pinching hay, or lighting loads. And then many mothers said, my daughter was never the same. And husband said, oh, this boy, my, you know, my wife will no longer lay with me because of the stable boy and his sweet talk. And for a while, I still liked him. And I said, he's, well, he's all right, cat, anyway. And then I realized, and they all went on, and they said, you know, and the king would say every time, see, I want to protect my people. This is a bad boy, this stable boy. He's a, a split tongue. What do they say? A serpent's tongue. Some Serpent's tongue or a lizard's frog's tongue. Well, if I say, if he had a frog son, he could get out. He'd just climb out. But anyway, and he, you know, he said, this is a bad boy. And I would say, and, and uh, he said, I just want to protect my people. And everyone was like, okay, and Joff was doing quite well. And they said, so is there any other, we we know the stable boy has done many wrongs, so why would we assume he, everything points him doing this wrong? And this will be his final wrong and we'll be protected from him forever. For we will, you know, we will deal him swift justice. I will have Sir Ellen, we'll, we'll take good care of him. And we will be done with it. And 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 I said, okay. And then he said, and is there anyone who says a uh, objection to this? Does anyone dare to speak on behalf of this uh, stable? And now the whole time I was thinking, I was listening. I was listening to Joff, and I was saying, oh dear, I don't know Joff. I do not. He makes my. And then Sapons was poking me with a claw, so I was paying very strict attention. And but then I got a sense. Well, what if Joff is right, the stable boy, he was talking to me, and he said, oh, Tom, and I care about you, or I hope you do your best for me, and I said, it was, it is, uh, 
And uh, he, he said, what is that? And, uh, and, uh, what did I say? I said, uh, is, he, is he tricking me? And because I don't like to be tricked, I'm tricked so much. And I said, this stable boy, I thought he was a good boy. I thought it was impossible for him to do this, but what if I am the fool? And I'm so tired of being played, played the fool. I wish I could talk to this stable boy. And at some point, everyone was quiet. I said, oh dear, I'm talking aloud. Oh no. And mother and grandfather and Joff were looking, and Joff had this look like I was a, uh, like I had just sat on a, a frog and it had exploded on his dinner. And I said, oh dear. And he said, go on, Tommen. And I said, uh, so I wonder if he was lying to me. As, as you say, my king, is this a bad, bad boy? He's tricking poor, poor Tommen. And he said, and Jaffa was like, well, maybe Tommen's helping me, but, you know, not very well, I think. He said, well, then we just would have to deal with him, Tommen, right? My little brother, now, that, is that all? And I said, well, no, because then I say, I look in the boy's eyes, and I say, I look in his eyes, I see something that says, nice boy. There's other eyes I look in around this rooms uh, that are... That frightened me, and the, his eyes do not frighten me, and I remember the milkmaid's eyes did not frighten me. So I wonder to myself, uh, is he, is he a bad boy or not? And I, you know, as a boy, I've been called a bad boy, Jeff, believe it or not. And Jeff made some comment at my sport, and everyone had a good laugh, and I said, well, that's how I was afraid the stable boy would do to me. And everyone went silent. But, and I said, did I say something offensive? And I did not realize I had insulted Joff. And he said, I have heard enough on behalf of this stable boy. He goes, I, I am ready to make my choice. And I said, hmm, well, uh, 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 you know, one more thing. One more thing, Joff, before you're going. One more, one more thing, Joff. Uh, wait, before, could you tell me how are you leaning with your decision about this stable boy? Are you thinking guilty, or and would you? Uh, is it time? He's been in that dungeon. I mean, he was how long? What kind of? And Joff laughed and he said, "Sir Ellen, sharpen your sword." And then, he, then he did a move, a Joff move. He said, "Hmm, strike that, Sir Ellen. Get your dullest blade ready." And they say it took me a while. I said, what does he mean? I said, what was that? And some of the crowd gasped. Oh. And Josh said, what do you think about that, Tom? And I said, well, I'm still trying to think about it. I think it was a dull blade, but Sir Elaine is quite strong. Oh. And, and then he, he said, now, I think we can call it a day. Can we not? And he said, well, uh, I think the stable boy had said he would like trial by combat, actually, so we'll, could we just do that tomorrow? And Joff said, yeah, he did that. He walked around the stage. He said, Mother, uh, hello, Mother, quite quite a trial. And she, she made this motherly face like she was, she was, uh, smelled something off, but was also like, well, yeah, this is a... And grandfather, he just had this had this look. He, he likes to put his hand on his face and his arm down. And he, him and mother, they do have similar facial expressions, but his was more. No, he's a, he's just he's a harder one to read. You know, he's judging you, of course, but he's also judging Joff. And what is he judging? That's the hard part. So, 
I said, well, that's, well, that's what I said, the state. And then Josh said, well, hound, looks like tomorrow he'll be a busy man. And the hound like, did a thing. And he said, my king, I'll be my honor to uh, deal with the stable boy and deal with the justice served or whatever. And they said, oh, so the hound, I, I, yeah, okay, well, uh, all right, uh, so we'll get on it tomorrow. So then, no, you, you guys are listening in. I'm really, this is what I'm explaining. You're listening while I'm explaining it to Anand. So, Anand, you hear that old thing? Are you weeping down there, Anand? The hound, yeah, the hound. But you'll have a sword, but, but Anand, Anand, I have another idea. I have an idea that was, uh, was uh, is very good, I think, is uh, I can lower down something into the toilet and you could climb out. Because that's what uh, Sir Pounce, uh, he's been clawing up my bed sheets. Because they said lock Tommen in his room for, you know, that's what Josh said. And and he, he said, you know, maybe he will sleep with uh, the stable boy when he is through with the hound. And he laughed so. And I said, I understand what you're getting at, brother. So we will, we will get you out of the hole now. Unfortunately, we're locked in my room. Let's be honest, stable boy. And they gave me a room, you know, with no windows and no doors because of my nudity and going to the bathroom and pouring things and touching people and fits and not breathing fits and all those things. But I think what we will do is, uh, uh, he said, well, will you change places? I said, oh, no, 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 no. I don't trust Jaffa that. I said, but you can hide under my bed and... uh, and then when they come to let me off for the trial, you could run. Tomorrow will be another day, stable boy. And um, and then you stay under my bed. And you just, if you keep your eyes closed, no one can see you when you're under my bed. I know it for a fact. So let's go and pull. So we, we're going to pull. Okay, everybody. So, oh, now I'll be right back. So we're going to pull him out of my, the toilet with this uh, rope we've made from my bed sheets. And well, wait a second, then they'll be like, Why is your bed messed up? And I'll say, Well, I threw a fit. And then um, well, maybe they'll, uh, I don't know. But we're going to get him out of there. We're going to hide him under my bed. And then we will fight another day for justice. We have another day, I guess, unless they were listening in on, you know, on me or something. But I don't know about that. But Sapound seems like this is what, this is what we can do. And I did speak for him, so I'm proud. My stomach is bleeding a bit from Sir Pounce, but that's okay. Best friends push each other to justice. So we are working justice's end here. The stable boy does not seem to be up to trickery, but he could be. And if he is, then I will leave him under my bed forever. So that is another option. Stable boy, what do you think about that? You could just live under my bed. And I, we will say, I will close my chamber pot. They will say, well, this stable boy has disappeared forever. We got to take the rope out. Remember that, Sapounce. Yeah. And then they'll say, well, so I, I will be back soon to explain what has happened. Well, you know, hopefully good. Uh, well, not good because it, they'll be hunting you with the hounds, the real hounds and probably the hound and the, the dog hounds. So Sapounce so and I will figure out a plan, but this is a plan we are doing. We are acting on behalf of the stable boy, but I don't want to get caught by mother or father, uh, grandfather, uh, or Joff or the hound. Uh, so he's under. He'll be under my. We're gonna. He's climbing out now. Oh hi. Oh, 
You, uh, you, you, you do look very nice. You are a nice person. I could tell you're smiling. Oh, okay, Stable Boy is here, so I'm going to... He, he seems like he could be friends with me in Sir Pounce. Hi. Hello, Stable Boy. So I will, I will bid you good night. I am Sir Tom, and speaking on behalf of me and Sir Pounce, two best friends who are also friends with Justice and possibly Stable Boy, unless he's trying to trick me. Okay, goodbye. Time, time for my prayers. Crone, sweet, sweet Crone, Miller, Smith, Barky, Jester, it's me, Crone, um, it's me praying in, you can probably tell that, um, you know, I'm not my usual, uh, uh, what's the word, the best word, what, what, what do you guys, how do you guys, what words do you use to describe me when I'm not around gods? Crone, I know, Crone, come on, I know you talk about me when I'm not there. And, you know, I know we were excited for our Penny's adventure. And, uh, but, you know, Smith, yeah, Smith, you uh, seem like the more gruff type. But, you know, I know you probably say something about me. Miller, obviously. You're chat. You're Miller. You chat. You, it was Jester. Ooh, Barky, I don't know what you say. And Maiden, you're not in these prayers, but I'm sure. Oh, Maiden. I just got, I just saw Hobbit uh, Barky might want to listen up. A couple of takeaways. One, even elves, male elves have trouble with, uh, uh, I don't know if it was father, son, Legolas, and then the dude, the other dude, I don't know. He was like, a, you know, elves is stuff to tell their age. He was like the father figure, but he looked the same age as Legolas, so that was confusing, but he was more... In a position of power, may have been his father, Agent Smith. I don't know Agent Smith is uh, who's whose father he is. But this guy, he was riding a moose. One, you guys, did you hear that? He was riding a moose. Yeah, it was it was both strange and awesome, and um, super awesome, and probably like a little bit of a nod to how great Canada is. Um, but uh, they the male and male intimacy is still hard. Or father, you know, I'm not talking about uh, sexual. I'm talking about like fam, familial ties. The Legolas and that guy had some trouble, uh, you know. So not just humans and not just me, uh, with you know um, being close to other humans. Uh, anyway, that's one uh, takeaway. Other one, I think the moose was a takeaway. No tree beard barky, but you know he's still. We'll give it a shot, maybe. Uh, you've already seen, I don't know, you never, like you said, you, I don't know, Barky, you never told me what you thought of uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. This is the, high, technically, I guess, yeah, it's the Hobbit trilogy. It'll be a little while before this one's out on DVD. I doubt I could sneak you into a movie in tree form. Like maybe if you were a dancing Barky, like instead of a dancing, like a dancing Groot that I gave you in a little thing, I could probably bring you in my backpack and put you in my lap, uh, which would take some explaining. You know, when people, you know, people give you looks, uh, or they did with the dancing Groot when I was trying to show Groot. Well, never mind. I say, yeah, this is my day dancing Groot. <laughs> and then people, like, can you please shut that off? It's distracting. I said, it's my day. He's alive, and they'd say, "No, it's a dancing Groot," and I'd say, "You know, you I could sell this. I could be selling this on eBay for like hundreds of dollars, just so you know." 
but I'm here with the movies with it, and it's a uh, usher. Can I get an usher? Anyway, Barky, so I don't know what else. So anyway, God's, um, I was down. Now I'm a little bit in better mood. But I'm down, guys. We got to talk because I I have been totally sleepless nights, guys, because of this George R. R. Martin is against fan fiction thing, and uh, so I've I'm in a you know, guys. I'm always you know that guy, the podcast guy. He's always kidding around about uh, Marjorie's neckline. He's joking about the maid being in love with the maid and. And Cersei, it's hilarious when he talks about uh, his is disturbing. But anyway, I'm not joking this time, gods. I'm freaked out about it because I have great respect for him. And I don't want to, you know, if he doesn't like fan fiction, fan, fantasy fiction, fan fiction, fan fiction, fantasy fiction. I mean, he's a fantasy fiction writer, but he doesn't want fantasy fan fiction or fan fantasy fiction. He says it's kind of lazy and that those kind of stuff. And I kind of agree with them. Uh, I guess I got carried away. I had no intention. Well, I guess I did write that Carl Tanner musical. Uh, that was fan fiction. And then this stuff and the stuff with Tom and which I don't know. But I just got to deal with one thing at a time, God. So here's what I'm going to do. Out of respect for Georgia, I can't stop. Pr- obviously, um, not even George R. R. Martin could anticipate probably someone developing a religious affiliation partially uh, based on his characters. So I don't know if fan, I mean, he didn't say he was against fan, fantasy, fiction, religious fiction. It's not fiction, though. Uh, whatever. Uh, so what I'm going to do is pull out of Westeros, guys, but I'm not pulling out of you. What I'll do is I'm going to take. Uh, first, my instinct was to, uh, you know, go back to where I am, where I was, where I'm from, break the fantasy fiction machine and be done, you know, be like, OK, Martin. Uh, but I couldn't do that, clearly. Uh, you know, I have what kind of I'm not that, uh, you know, that I would destroy. I got a t- machine that will travel the metaverse. It doesn't run. It's green. Mach- it's green. It runs on my ruining of Bruce Bolton. So it doesn't, you know, it's cheap to run it because I'm full of rue. Every time I think about Roos Bolton, I rue what's awaiting him. But uh, so no more adventures for me in Westeros, gods. No more fan fantasy uh, foibles. See, the thing is I wasn't doing fantasy fan fiction. I was doing fan foibles. Well, I wish it was fiction because then... Because sooner or later he's going to find out, and then he's going to be like, well, this isn't f-. – he's going to be like, man, I told you no fan fiction and no fan foibles, fan foible facts. But I think like, we cleaned up most of the mess. The only thing that's going to be there is a fake hound. I'll have to figure that out if I can do some surgical strike on him. Maybe he got lost in one of the seasons anyway. But so what I'm doing, believe it or not, God, you know, you're like – this guy, I got the fan fiction machine here. I got the door open. So I'm praying into the fan fiction machine. And it's going to you, the prayers, through the metaverse, to your ears. So I can still get your help in this world. So that would be like one of those Star Trek movies where they come to our world. So that would be sweet, huh? 
And that's not fan fiction because it's taking place in my world. And most of you gods were, you know, crone. Um, if you're not a, you know, once you're free of the um, warrior and the father and the mother, you're like your own woman. So I don't see the problem there. Miller, you, uh, you're you my my people anyway. Jester, you're my people. Barky, you're... Um, you're 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 my people. I mean, there's tree, tree. I mean, the old gods, but I, you know, no one took the time to, uh, you know, coagulate you or whatever into a single tree god. So I did that, and then, um, I mean, Smith, you're technically a god from uh, like Crone, but now, I mean, the warrior's got to you know pay someone to do his swords. He can't just boss you around. Maybe, and you guys are there. You're just helping me. Like, just send your godhead through the fantasy fiction machine and, and do that. Um, and you might be like, what's in it for me? Good point. Um, uh, what is in it for you? Well, and, you know, praising your names in the, in this world. New recruits, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, come on, gods, you love being praised. That's one of your things. So, you know, I got listeners, and they, they like me hear me praise your name. So, and then they probably say, oh, well, you know, that crone. I do love that crone. And crone, that's what they say to me. They say, oh, sweet, sweet crone. And believe me, uh, Smith, they go on, especially the uh, young, attractive female listeners, they say, oh, that Smith and Miller they are, I don't know, can't imagine what they look like, but there's nothing better than an employed God-man, male God. They're, you know, how are they? They, they? I get perfumed letters for you guys, and the, uh, handkerchiefs are in there, perfumed and uh, l- lipstick on there. Real, really, I'm, oh, wait, even if, if, if yeah. Or God, so you probably can tell. Um, well, you know, if you want to believe that's true, it is true. For, so that's it, God's. I guess I'm reporting uh, that, uh, you know, I'm reporting in that that's what's up. I'm out of Westeros, except for uh, well, one, you know, one thing, but I got, I got an idea, if, you know. So that's it. Uh, if you want to check in, I'll, next time I talk to you, well, I'm talking to you now from my world and not Westeros anymore. And, uh, you know, we'll have some adventures here. Like, you guys could get, you might like the Bay Area. And uh, otherwise, I could teach you stuff. Like, imagine I have to teach you all how to use a toilet. Do you get, well, do you guys have a, a digestive tract? I mean, these are the questions will be answered. It's going to be like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Or something like that, believe me. Uh, you know, you know, we'll have, we'll have fun. Change is good because I don't want to upset George R. R. Martin. Even if he doesn't find out, I have to respect him because he's one of my heroes. So that's it. And not that you guys aren't important. That's why I'm still praying to you, believe me. Uh, you know, I'm not praying to George R. R. Martin. That would be weird. Me praying, you know. That would be crazy, you know, but this is perfectly normal. So, uh, praise your names, Crone, Sweet Sweet Crone, Miller Smith, Barkey, Jester. I've left Westeros. I'm praying to you through the open door of a 
fantasy fiction time machine that will only go into auth- uh, you know fantasy worlds where the authors approve of it or or don't uh, directly express disapproval or you know we just sit around here and wait for somebody to steal it that's got evil intents and uh, I better I better hide it so I got to go guys I'm going to hide this thing maybe this this uh I don't know how it works is one of the other problems uh, but yeah, praising your names, uh, trying to keep, you know, all gods happy that I like. Not, you know, not all gods. Obviously, the Reven God, father, mother, warrior can go take a hike. The stranger, I'm just trying to dodge him so you know, as long as possible. And I don't even know who the rest of those gods are, old and new, except for you guys praising your names. Pentient, gratitudinal, gratitudinal and uh, servit- humble servitude. I'm out. Uh, you know, I'll be here. You guys can get a hold of me through the machine um, because I can't leave your phone or anything because that would be a violation of the uh, Martin. It's like a, a line has been drawn in the sand, gods. All right.